Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, my beautiful people? This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and this is Rage Quit. The video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back to talk to you about a certain video game company. Which, to be honest, developed one of the greatest brands or series of a video game that I have ever seen. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Ubisoft. Well, (laughs) as far as Ubisoft goes, me being a a French-American patriot, and the fact that I did not know until just a few years ago that Ubisoft is a French video game company, I I just, that that just makes me want to put my freaking face into my hands. How the hell did I not know this? I'm proud to be French-American. I love... France, I love my country, I love both my countries, France and the United States of America, but the point is, is that Ubisoft, a big major video game company that is well known all around the world, that has really expanded all around the world, I did not know that it's French. Et ça alors, right? C'est vraiment dommage, that's what we would say, it's a damn shame. But some would say, well, Alex, better late than never. At least now you know, and you are more grateful. You appreciate it more than ever. Well, it's true. <sighs> of course. Anyway, but for Ubisoft, you know, as we know, it was formerly known as Ubisoft Entertainment. Okay. And it's headquartered in Montreuil, which is a suburb of Paris. And this company was actually started in 1986. By a family known as the Guillaume family. Founders are Christian, Claude, Gérard, Michel, and Yves. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, because these are French names, I will pronounce them with the French language with the accent. It's got to give that kind of respect. And of course, it's the video game industry. And you know, to be quite clear, it started in March 28th, 1986, you know, 35 years ago. Oh, and today, uh, the Eve Iguimo is the chairman and the CEO. So, really, like that, you know. And as we know, you know, the video game franchises that were developed by Ubisoft includes the Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia, Far Cry, Just Dance, Rayman, and my personal favorites, the Tom Clancy series. And I will, that will be a big part of this episode because I just can't tell y'all how much I love these certain video games of the Tom Clancy's video game series. I mean, just absolutely nostalgic, absolutely unique, absolutely amazing. 
Well, 2020 truly wasn't a good year for Ubisoft. I mean, not in terms because of the the drop in revenue and the operating income, and as well as the total net income. I mean, that was not too good for them, but the assets and the equity actually was uh, pretty positive. But unfortunately, in 2020, you know, there was um, all these accusations of uh, sexual misconduct, which, you know, really hurt the company big time, as far as, far as I know. And, and But, you know, other than that, I, I've spoken to several gamers, okay, and... A lot of them have said that Ubisoft really has kind of gone down in the last couple of years. Like, it hasn't been really good in the last five years or so. I don't know for sure, but because, you know, I, I'm not an expert gamer. Even though I do this, you know, video game show and, you know, I have a, I've, I have a lot of experience with video games. I'm not an expert because, number one, I'm not a full-time gamer. I mean, I'm not even a part-time gamer. I would say I, probably, I haven't probably picked up a controller in probably almost three months now. Because I've been so busy with my with my life, you know, with my career. But anyway, it, it's a shame, you know. It, it, from what I from, from what I uh, remember is that it, from like June to July of uh, two thousand twenty, like you know, Ubisoft Montreal was flooded with accusation uh, accusation of sexual misconduct. So I mean, so like a, a lot of the company's employees, so. We remember we had the meeting. Uh, we had the the the, uh, the news that uh, the creative director of the Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, Ashrif Ismail, he was the creative director of that. You know, stepped down because you know to deal with what was said to be some personal issues, which you know related towards the allegations that were made towards him. And we you know, and then we remember that in uh, after Ubisoft conducted internal investigations, he was terminated last August. So. But you know, Ubisoft really did their best in the investigation. That because you know, as as you know, two other executives that were also ex- accused of sexual misconduct were, uh, I I believe, were fired too. But Yves Guillermo, who's the you know the CEO and the chairman, you know, it it was a difficult time for him, but. When it comes to these accusations, you have to take it seriously. You 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 got to investigate, and whoever's guilty, look, you you, you got to fire them. So anyway, I don't want to cause them too much stress. I mean, it's bad enough that 2020 was a bad year for me, and then it was it was bad for one of the greatest video game developers in the world. But anyway, so going back to the history, like it's always been you know, like I said, start out 1986. Um, first 10 years, it started, it it, it did fine. But it, around 1996, you know, th- this is where Ubisoft uh, began to grow worldwide, and then the expansion would just continue. And then, you know, I, I think around, I, th- I believe it was in 2015, a company called Vivendi attempted to take over. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what what had happened, but I just know that you know there's still on some ongoing developments, but yeah. So, anyway, let me get too deep. So, going with Ubisoft, the fact that this company is so huge—I mean, look at all these subsidiaries. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Subsidiaries. Um, I mean, y'all get the point. I mean, they have so many. Like, you know, looking—you know, there's not just the regular Ubisoft. There's, you know, Ubisoft Berlin, Ubisoft Montreal, Ubisoft 
Barcelona, Belgrade, Bordeaux, Bucharest, Dusseldorf, Halifax, Montpellier, look at all this, the Philippines, Quebec, San Francisco, Shanghai, Singapore, Stockholm, Toronto, Winnipeg. Jeez, these guys have offices everywhere. <laughs> I mean, to say that these, to say that Ubisoft Montreal is is a company that's you know expanded and is currently worldwide. I mean, that's a freaking understatement. I mean, and that's not all. You know, you know, one of the subsidiaries is you know Red Storm Entertainment, which um, which Ubisoft acquired in the year two thousand. As we know, Red Storm Entertainment was a video game developer, and it was actually a studio. It was a studio of Ubisoft. It was uh, based in North Carolina, I believe, and it was actually founded by none other than Tom Clancy himself. You know, I remember, I remember Red Storm. I, I believe you know a few of the Rainbow Six games. You know, yeah, they they were all Red Storm games. Uh, the the Tom Clancy's the Rainbow Six. You know, from the the nineteen ninety eight one that was on the Windows, the PlayStation, and the N sixty four. You know. Yeah, even today, uh, it seems that they're still developing. Because I thought that Red Storm went bankrupt. Well, I, I'm guessing it did go bankrupt, but but I thought that Red Storm, you know, eventually was gone. But it was, but like I said, it, it was acquired by Ubisoft. So it was acquired. Uh, it was acquired in the year uh, 2000. It was actually in August 2000. So you know, just basically, I'm not surprised. You know, a, a creative, a smart genius like Tom Clancy was able to start the company and. And when Ubisoft, I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it did go bankrupt, but Ubisoft acquired it to save it, and and now it's and now it's one of the subsidiaries of uh, Ubisoft. So that, that's good, that's good. And another one is another subsidiary is Massive Entertainment. I mean, ooh, there's so many. I mean, I mean, this goes on. I mean, they got subsidiaries in North all over North America. They got she's all over Europe, in Asia. <laughs> He's I mean. A, you know, one of them, you know, that's no longer, you know, they had they had one in um in Casablanca in Morocco, and also one in Brazil and Sao Paulo, but they're no longer active. But look at this, I mean, they really are all over the world. Dude. Just it's just it's just crazy. But I like how there's the Ubisoft Quebec and Ubisoft Montreal. I mean, Montreal is in Quebec, so I guess they have one that represents all of Quebec and one in Montreal. I mean. Ooh, I mean, I'm just confused. I mean, I, I, this company is just so huge that they got offices all over the freaking world. So, anyway. It's like all the Assassin's Creed, you know, but, uh, getting the Tom Clancy series, I mean, well, it, I, I just want to, you know, stick to, you know, stick the focus into the Tom Clancy series because I just... I just can't tell y'all how much I love the Splinter Cell games, but keep in mind, I didn't... Well, it was not all of them. The sp the only Splinter Cell games that I personally played and, and enjoyed were the ones where Michael Ironside was voicing Sam Fisher. I tried playing Tony Sp Tony. Uh, excuse me. I tried playing Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist. I mean, I did get part. I did get. I excuse. I just can't speak today. I did get through it, but with the fact that Sam Sam Fisher was not voiced by Michael Ironside. To say that it made, to say that it was difficult was just an understatement. I mean, it wasn't just the, the play, it wasn't the play style or anything. Like that wasn't difficult. It's just, it's not Michael Ironside. It's not the tr the true Sam Fisher voice. But what's what's so amazing, you know, from these, from all the Tom Clancy games, is that, you know, as we know, Tom the Tom Clancy's, you know, 
it's a branding that was that's a uh, that is used by Ubisoft. It, it's still to this day, but you know, of course, some of the, some of the most prominent games feature the works of none other than Mr. Tom Clancy himself. But I, I, I gotta remind everybody that not all the Tom Clancy's games are based off his books. Some of them are, but but not all of them. But despite the fact that a lot of the games are not based from his books. If it, if it wasn't for Tom Clancy, those games probably wouldn't have been made. Because it's Tom Clancy's influence that kept it going. Because the ideas that we saw from Tom Clancy's books... Okay, I'm guessing it, it gave the creators, the developers, the publishers, whatever you want to call them... Tom Clancy's books inf influenced more ideas. So that's why Tom Clancy's influence is always going to be super important. Ubisoft is always going to pay tribute, pay their respects. They're always going to honor Tom Clancy's because Tom Clancy has been more than an inspiration for Ubisoft. I mean, he's a freaking hero to them. I mean, this is why I, I, stick to, I, I stick to my guns. I mean, I say this with great pride that even though not all the games are based off the work of, of none other than Tom Clancy himself, his influence has blessed the creation of more games. Tom Clancy's legacy, his influence, his amazing books, everything, it's going to impact Ubisoft for eternity. I mean, as long as they continue the branding of Tom Clancy's, it's. It, I don't think it's going to stop because the influence is just going to create more and more ideas. His influence passes on to somebody else who thinks of ideas, and then future guys come up with ideas of their own. It's it's just that incredible. And looking at the, the Tom Clancy series, so so the main developer, the, the main developers is uh, you know the the main genre is you know I like how it's specifically focused on action and tactical shooting, you know. But of course, the developers we know is Red Storm Entertainment, the main one. And you know, speaking of Red, Red Storm Entertainment, I'm sure I mentioned it. I remember the old logo when it was that Red Tornado. I actually thought that was that was always pretty cool, but. But these Tom Clancy games, while Splinter Cell is my favorite one, you know, there's Rainbow Six, Ghost Recon, End War, The the Deviation. It's just, it really is incredible. But anyway, from my ring from these notes is that, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like so, I'm trying not to get too emotional because, you know, I'm always reminded that Tom Clancy passed away years ago and, and and the fact that I'm so appreciative that you know from these games I all these Rainbow Six games the Ghost Recon and the Splinter Cell the fact that I haven't read any any of his books I just feel like it's just totally unacceptable you know and as we know Tom Clancy passed away October 1st of 2013 but you know I, I'm gonna try to read I, I, I'm gonna make it my mission that I, I have to read his books at this point I mean I got to I because like that I have to and you know, what amazes me, speaking of Tom Clancy, and I'm sure Wiley, aka the Venomous Stare, would actually would actually uh, be surprised to hear. I'm I'm not sure if he's aware of this, but Tom Clancy was actually part owner of the Baltimore Orioles. He was also vice chairman of the community activities as well as the public affairs committees. You know, and as we know, we think of Tom Clancy. You know, the, the Hunt for Red October was a thriller novel, a military novel that he wrote. I mean, it's it's not just games from his influence; it's movies too. I mean, The Hunt for Red October, Patriot Games, unbelievable, you know. And and, and all those books, you know, they became 
you know, they were made into successful films. <coughs> I mean, the likes of Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck. You know, it's just like I said, it's the influence, y'all. It's the influence. Tom Clancy is just such a great influence. I can also say Tom Clancy is a freaking American. He's an American hero. I mean, if you guys might not agree with me, I might be an idiot for saying this, but look, I'm sorry, but Tom Clancy is such an influence. He's a freaking hero. You know, and of course, we all remember Jack Ryan, so. Ugh. The works, you know, how I like how it mentions, like you do this, the works inspired the games such as the Ghost Recon, the Rainbow Six, and the Splinter Cell series. You know, I, I just like how, how Tom Clancy is getting all the credit that he deserves. I mean, he deserves the credit. He deserves it. So. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so forever grateful, so. Ooh, sorry. So going back with this uh, Ubisoft and the Tom Clancy's, you know, what, what's what's cool is that, you know, the, the military settings in these games are just so unique. You know, and, and the developers as well, you know, aside from Red Storm Entertainment, the developers for these games for the Tom Clancy's is Ubisoft Montreal, Ubisoft Paris, Milan, Shanghai, Quebec, GameSoft, Massive Entertainment, uh, Ubisoft Toronto, Singapore, it's just, oh, it's just so cool. You know, the games, you know, Rainbow Six, you remember the, the original Rainbow Six that came out in 1998. I actually remember playing it on the N64. You know, and they're still they're still making Rainbow Six games today. Uh, I believe the last one came out in, 2000, in 2015. It was uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six uh, Siege. I have not played the Rainbow Six games in so long. I believe the last game I played, the last Rainbow Six game I played was Rainbow Six Vegas. <sighs> I'm not going to say the game was horrible. R Rainbow Six Vegas was not too bad. I'm just going to say I, I, I just wasn't really good at the game. So. But the story of Rainbow Six Vegas was good. I mean, I never I never played Rainbow Six Vegas 2. I'm sure that none none other than Mr. Sinistrain 01, who, by the way, is the greatest gamer in the world. Yes, I've said it. Sinistrain 01 is the greatest gamer in the world. Y'all have to subscribe to his YouTube channel. You can follow him on Twitter. You can DM me personally. I will I will give you the link to his channel. So I don't want to... Well, you know. But I, I, I'm sure uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sure a lot of you guys have to know who Sinistrain01 is. And and the dude is is absolutely amazing. I mean, he's a great gamer. You know, he, ser he served our country. And Sinistrain, if you're listening to this, once again, thank you for your services to our country. Thank you for everything in the, in, in the channel. Thank you for everything. I mean... You you are just like Tom Clancy, Center Strain One. You are an influence, my friend, and I'm grateful for everything you've done. Thank you so very much. But anyway, I gotta stop getting distracted. But the Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, um, I was I, I never really was believing that they stopped making games. I, I just stopped paying attention. But but since 1998, the Rainbow Six series have really been going strong. So. The Ghost Recon, they, they made a Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint in 2019. As far as Ghost Recon goes, I never really, I never played any of them as far as I, as far as I know. I mean, I, I, I believe I, I did play Ghost Recon 2 briefly, the one, the one that came out in 2004. But I was never really, I, I never really had, I never really, really got a chance to play Ghost Recon. I mean, out of 
these games, you know, from um, from the Tom Clancy's, I mean, Rainbow Six and Splinter Cell are, are the two main ones. Splinter Cell out of everything. And, you know, and, and, you know, they always ask me, which Splinter Cell is my favorite? And I, I, I got to say, I, I, I would say it's, it's, it's either got to be Double Agent or Conviction. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. Splinter Cell Conviction really took Splinter Cell to an ama- another level. The gameplay, the style, the format of the game, it was different. It was not, it was not like anything you've seen in, in, in the Splinter Cells before that. I mean, Splinter Cell Conviction took things to such an such to such higher levels it, it was just absolutely incredible so ladies and gentlemen let me go ahead and take a quick 90 second break i will see y'all in 90 seconds say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back, and this is Rage Quit, and I am paying tribute to Ubisoft and, of course, the branding used by Ubisoft, Tom Clancy's. Man. So I was just talking about Splinter Cell Conviction, but yes, Splinter Cell Conviction, there was something about that game, and and I want to be honest with y'all. Sometimes I'm actually I'm I'm actually compelled to ask uh, Mr. Sinister in one th- this particular question, although I'm pretty sure I know the answer. But there was a scene in um, Spider Cell Conviction that actually did make me tear up a little bit. If y'all know the story, how you learned in Spider Cell Double Agent that S- Sam Fisher's daughter Sarah dies in Spider Cell Conviction, you learned that she actually was not dead. That y- if you remember the story, I- I'm gonna make it make it as quick as I can, but. You learn that in Splinter Cell Conviction, Lambert's no longer in charge of Third Echelon. I mean, Lambert is dead, if I remember correctly. I forgot the name of the guy who takes uh, over as Third Echelon, but but the guy who takes over was a mole that was a, was a, was a threat to Sarah. And then you learn that Lambert faked Sarah's death, but he did it to protect her, and it turns out she's alive. But the scene where where Sam how, how should I say? Reunites. Okay, there you go. That's the word. The scene where Sam reunites with Sarah. I'm gonna be honest. That actually made me tear up a little bit because if you know the story how, with how Sam, you know, ser- you know, serving uh, in in the military, he was a, I believe he was a, I believe he was a Navy SEAL. We all know he, he's a he's a veteran. You know, did saw action in the Gulf War. Gulf War veteran. And, uh, and all the missions he's done in Splinter Cell, but 
it was hard for him to raise his daughter. If I remember, and if I remember the story correctly, like Sam and his wife, I think split early on, and Sam had custody of his daughter, and he raised her, and God knows how difficult that had to be because he was always on a mission. But so basically, uh, the fact that Sarah was the only family he had, and the fact that that she that he thought that she was dead, you know, th- that killed him. So you know, and the final scene of the game, conviction. I, th- I think now I remember the guy. The guy's name is uh, Reed. I'm not. I forgot the first name, but I know his his, his his last name is Reed. He was the mole. I mean, you find out like he tells you, "You're the mole. You're the guy Lambert was worried about." And Reed literally just. He really is uh, pushing Sam to the limit. So and and <laughs> I can tell you all this: Sam Fisher is not the guy you want to piss off. So pissing the guy off is a big, big, big mistake. So, anyway, to wrap up the Splinter Cell, so, what I liked about the Splinter Cells is, you know, it's the unique use of the action-adventure game, which is also a third-person shooter, and so that's the unique part, but taking the the level of unique to such a different level is that, how, how it's so stealthy. I mean, I've played many other games that require the use of sneaking around in stealth, but Splinter Cell really gave you that challenge. It really taught you to be realistic when it comes to stealth. So, it, it really basically, in, in my case, it really convinced me, like, you have to use a certain strategy. Like, you have to actually play this game like like this is for real. Like, even though this is a game, it's make-believe. It's, fi- it's you know, f- fiction based off the tremendous influence and the tremendous books of none other, once again, Mr. Tom Clancy. you got to be realistic. So... Done with uh, that, but I'm you know looking at Tom Clancy. Like, ooh, I I I just can't tell you how, how much right now it is important to me to to want to read his books. I mean, you know, I, I want to take a look. You know, I wrote down because I want to learn more about Clancy. I wrote down some of it, some of his achievements. Okay, Clancy was one of only three authors to sell two million copies on a first printing in the 1990s. I mean, th- th- that's absolutely incredible. You know, and look at, looking at the film and TV and video game things that they did, you know, The Hunt for Red October, based off of a book, you know, everything's just incredible. And, and uh, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, the, the Hunt for Red October, you have to. It's basically, it's the adaption of Tom Clancy's book, which he wrote in 1984, which is, you know, of course... A best-selling because you know Tom Clancy was just such a hell of an author. He was a great author. But <coughs> excuse me. But looking, you know, at these awards, you know, he also received a Golden Plate Award of the American Academy of Achievement in 1988. I mean, ooh, man, I, I'm just, I'm just like that nostalgia. You know, everything's just kicking. In. I mean, the adrenaline is kicking in big time right now. It was actually, you know, and, it, and it's it's just amazing how his first book, I believe, was The Hunt for Red October. I mean, he started writing, I believe, in 1982, and I think it was published in 1984. So, it's just so amazing how, I mean, people ask, why, why is he a hero? I'm like, well, he's a hero to me because Clancy's work, 
went from just book selling, it, they became movies, they became games. I mean, look at his legacy today. The, the success of Ubisoft to Tom Clancy's branding. I mean, this is the legacy right there. This is his freaking legacy. I mean, Tom Clancy is well-remembered. So, so that being said, if his book are available digitally, if I can buy a disc or a tape, whatever, or if I can listen through, through my computer, like you know, buy online at Amazon, whatever, I'm going to do it. I'm going to listen to his book as I write notes for my podcast, whether it's this podcast, whether it's Cowboy Stock or Internet FC. What I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's about time that I take my appreciation for Tom Clancy's work to the next level. I pay the best tribute I can to him. I read his books. I might as well start with The Hunt for Red October. Anyway. Whew. If, if, if I just kept getting off topic, you know, I just apologize. I'm just like... <laughs> that, when that nostalgia kicks big time and that adrenaline's really pumping in me right now, it's... Whew. Oh, you know, there, here's the Tom Clancy game. I didn't... Oh, yeah. Rainbow Six Rogue Spear. I remember that one so well. Wow. And, of course, Rainbow Six Blackthorn, which came out in 2001. Oh, Wow. All these games, you know, these games I never even heard, like Rainbow Six, Black Arrow, Iron Wrath, Athena Sword. Oh, Rainbow Six Lockdown, I remember that one. Well, Rainbow Six Lockdown was, was tremendous. Rainbow Six Lockdown was truly a tremendous game. There's also another one, those are, now I'm, I'm trying to find the one, the one that you, that basically, there's that mission that you're on Alcatraz Island with the, I believe the president was uh, taken hostage. I'm trying to figure uh, which one was that again? Mm. Well, no matter, because I'm pretty sure if I, if I were to see the the copy of the game, I would recognize it in a, in an instant. So, Whew, man, <clears throat> you know, I was speaking with, with, with I was actually uh. Speaking with an expert gamer a few days ago, and and when I thought, and when I said that, how uh, even though, like I said one more time, how not every game is based off Tom Clancy's work. When I said to him, like it doesn't matter because his influence is is a part of this. I mean, that game was just impressed because it, 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 he just seemed because he told me, well, for a dude who's who's not a who's not an, uh, an expert gamer who who doesn't game very much. You, you seem to you seem to appreciate Tom Clancy's work, and I said, "Well, I do because I love the Splinter Cell series and I love the Rainbow Six series, even though I don't have as much experience in Rainbow Six as I do Splinter Cell." But, but when you know the style of play, I mean, you're there, you know it, you don't go back. So, anyway, <sighs> games as a service. <laughs> reading all these things, I mean, this, this is just crazy, and you know, and, and I did. I, then I mentioned Ubisoft really has one of the <laughs> when, when you get a game with with Ubisoft, like the way like there was that intro of Ubisoft, you know, that logo. I, I just thought that that was the coolest thing. So, you know, looking at all this, you know. <sighs> You know, I asked myself, you know, because I, I learned that not long ago, I think in 2011, Ubisoft initiated 
a, a division for it was called Ubisoft Film and Television. And I believe it, it, it was eventually named Ubisoft Motion Pictures. I believe this was in 2011. So I asked myself, so are they going to make a Splinter Cell movie or anything? And I said, well, if they do, I mean, I, I don't know how it would work out. But yeah, Ubisoft Film and Television, you know, okay, now it's called Ubisoft Film and Television. It was formerly known as Ubisoft Motion Picture. You know, and it's one of the subsidiaries and it's, it's in the industry of film. Yep, started out 10 years ago in those two headquarters. One of them, obviously, is in Los Angeles, California, of course, Hollywood. And the other one is in the main headquarters, Montreuil, France, which is, you know, the suburb of Paris. Well, some films, okay, are already released. Also, oh, wait, they didn't, so they did make an Assassin's Creed film. I was actually not aware of that. It came out about five years ago. The distributor is 20th Century Fox. $130 million budget, well, okay, I mean... Okay, now I feel like I'm a fucking idiot because I didn't know this. And you know, it says up uh, here, up upcoming films. To- Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. Tom Clancy's The Division. They're even gonna make a Splinter Cell film. Huh. Well, I'll tell you. Well, and, and check this out. The Splinter Cell film. Well, it's it, it, it's it's unknown when the movie comes out, but it says that the dis- distributor will be Paramount Pictures as well as Warner Brothers. Well, I can't wait. I mean, I, I believe it was rumored that Ben Affleck would play Sam Fisher, or maybe it was uh, Tom Hardy. I'm not sure. I mean, I, <laughs> I swear I, I'm not throwing any crap out there. I mean, I, I, I swear to God, I, I thought I heard some of that or read some of that it would be one of those two. I mean, I might be wrong, but but for a guy that loved Tom Clancy's, you know, the games and everything, especially Spinner Cell, I'm, I'm just ready for the film. If they make a Rainbow Six film, hopefully it's good. I will definitely watch it. I mean, <sighs> I've been waiting for a long time, you know, for hoping you know, that there would be a, a, a Splinter Cell film. So I think they need to get on with it already. I mean, I, I sound really impatient, but look, you know, when you appreciate it like that, you really are that impatient. Ladies and gentlemen, Rage Quit is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank y'all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see y'all next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.